Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 600-600. If you'd like to have a copy of it after hearing it, uh, Sharon will tell you how. Uh, just tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape, and we'll be glad to accommodate you. It's free of charge, including the postage and handling. I've got a powerful message. I've got um, also uh, letters and also great music for you. So uh, let's uh, get the anointing of God on this program now. Father, anoint this program. We're praying now, folks, to the Lord. He's in me, and hopefully he's in you, but he can have him in you at the end of the program. But, Father, we say... Do what you will on this program. Let your will be done, not mine. Lord, that souls will be saved. Um, Lord, uh, there's so many people that are in uh, the Los Angeles area in the church that are uh, doing things that are wrong. Lord, if they continue in doing this, I ask that you send more help into the church. People that are cooks and bakers, people that are drivers and people that uh, are honest and true because there are, as you know, Lord, liars, some of them in this church. And I've done everything scripturally that I know to do to uh, remedy this problem. Uh, if they don't want to go to heaven, if they're going to continue on in their way and they're stubborn or their way, then Lord, um, make them leave in the name of Jesus and replenish them with better people than they are because uh, they, Lord, uh, are full of pride and their pride goes before a fall. Lord, I ask that you uh, anoint me and give me the proper message that the souls uh, in the world will be enlightened and saved and that the church will be enlightened and begin being full of seal, that you spit them not out of your mouth. Lord God, for zeal is a very important ingredient in the serving of you, uh, the ingredient that is necessary, the fear of the Lord and the zeal of the Lord. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And I also ask that you bind, uh, rebuke Satan, Rebuke him, close every door that he's trying to open uh, for uh, traps, uh, destroy all of his snares, all of his traps, and Lord, put an end to his people. Father God, in the name of Jesus, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, and here I am uh, to sing a song for you. It's called Consideration with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. Consideration. I have no wall, I have no wall, to which I run, to which I run, only the Lord, only the Lord, whom I can turn, whom I can turn, Lord in your blessings. Heart, 
I got my reservation in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, before I would say that, I used to get reservations to Ciro's, my combos, uh, crescendos. These are things of the past. And the Copacabana and places like that. But now I've got my reservation in the kingdom of heaven. I intend to keep it. Amen? Yeah. I'll be there. All right? Now then, we have some letters. Where's the first one from? Solomon Islands. Solomon Islands. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Tony, Recently, I came across a page of your newsletter in the school where I am teaching. The page contained part of your exposition on the topic, Valley of Dry Bones. I found it very helpful and encouraging. Thus, I would be very thankful if you could include me in your mailing list and send me your future publications. The Dry Bones piece of literature is my testimony track, how I was so supernaturally saved. More supernaturally than... Um, I would say it's just as supernatural uh, as uh, Adam and Eve uh, becoming a human being made out of the dirt of the ground. Because uh, uh, there isn't anything that could be more supernatural than the way I was saved. Okay, and then what else? I am 26 years old and married, and I have a son who is 4 years old. I'm teaching English, geography, and history. Apart from that, I look after a group of students who usually pray at my school residence every Thursday morning. May God continue to bless you in your ministry, and I hope to hear from you soon. Yours in Christ, Alexander Diddy from Solomon Islands. 
I pray, you know, that uh, you, Father, will send us good workers like that, will be teachers for our children. Uh, we are short of every kind of uh, worker. And most people, uh, our Father, are not, uh, as you know better than I do, are not willing to live the restricted life that we do in order to be able to receive your spirit in the most powerful way. The Lord send us people like that. There are those type of people in this world. And this person sounds like one. We could have such a fantastic uh, uh, growth out here. And uh, But uh, if not, just uh, still keep, um, keep everything going uh, even better, Lord. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like it could get better, but it would if we had more workers. You said to pray uh, for workers. For the fields are white for the harvest. But uh, there's very few workers. All right, next day you have another letter. Yes, from Blantyre, Malawi, Africa. Okay. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, it's very precious and marvelous to possess this opportunity of writing this letter to you. I hope you're doing well in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a senior pastor of Jesus Way Ministry, and I'm writing on behalf of this ministry. We would like to thank you for your assistance to us. The tracts, newsletters, and the Bible you've sent have been received, and they were very powerful to us. These materials have been of great help to us in making sermons from them. Jesus Way Ministry is growing fast by God's grace. We have been seeing God deliver sinners, healing the sick, answering prayers, and many miracles taking place. Your hand of assistance must not leave us, for together we are winning souls. Right, together we are one body. And we together can do a work for the Lord. That's why I just love it when the, uh, the Bible, Joshua states that, and they were all with him, one body of people, united together for the same purpose, and that is to tear down fallacy with the word of God and to tear down all wickedness, every evil thought, uh, every lust of the flesh, all the lust of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, all right, and the filth and degeneracy and the violence on earth. When things get this violence, the Lord says he's going to put an end to all things because uh, the human flesh would not be able to take it any longer. And so he's going to do a quick work in these last days. He's going to solve all the problems very soon. Okay, then what? Due to the growth in our ministry, we sat down and agreed to write you in order to further ask for your assistance. We need you to send us more materials, world newsletters, tracts, Bibles, in order to share to people in our ministry and beyond. We wish to see you in the future and share the Word of God in our ministry and our country together. When you are ready to visit us, we will be ready to welcome you here. Extend our greetings to all members of your ministries in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking forward to hearing from you soon. On behalf of Jesus Way Ministry, S. Banda, from Malawi, Africa. Praise the Lord. Other than, you know, the best advice that I could give any pastor is for you to not allow sin to abide in your church. If there are liars, put them out. Uh, in the 11th chapter of the book of Revelations, John stated, uh, that uh, the Lord gave him, a, sent him a reed, uh, in other words, a measuring reed. 
And that measuring reed is the Bible. It says to measure the souls that are in there, to find out if they're really of the Lord or if they're not. Now, if they're lying and they're conniving and they're doing things that they know they shouldn't do and they're not recording anything and they're letting, allowing Satan to run rampant in the church and they're allowing everything to deteriorate in the church and they're not uh, telling me the different problems that baby Christians have or young um, converts. Uh, and if they uh, are... Um, uh, committing fornication or lusting after other people's wives. And these things are not, and they try to pretend like they don't know that they're doing it or that their husbands are doing it. They don't want to rebuke them or reprove them because they don't want them to leave the church because they're wanton. And uh, whatever they're doing in the church that is unscriptural, if they're liars, no liars can enter the kingdom of heaven. So if they can't enter the kingdom of heaven, I don't understand why God would force me to have them in my church. And the more that I put these wicked people out of the church, the more God prospers the church. Uh, it's for sure that we would not, I will not allow homosexuals to, they can come to the services, but they can't move in. Obviously, for an obvious reason. And don't try to act naive as though you don't know why. They're always trying to turn somebody on the little children. I just had to put one out the other day, and he confessed that he was a homosexual, and uh, he was calling young uh, boys around him and everything. We're not the Catholic cult, okay? I don't allow that in here. They do, I don't. The Episcopalians do, the, their leader is a, uh, a homosexual. The uh, Pope is a homosexual. Uh, I don't allow that sort of thing in this church. This is a real church, and if people want to serve the Lord, they got to, you know, abide by God's word, his rules. Okay, let's go to the first chapter of Joshua, where the Lord uh, sets the, um, the actual premise for the entire book. And also, this has to do with those of us that are alive today. We're to be strong, courageous, and not uh, any fear of man, but to fear the Lord. So let's begin right now with uh, chapter 1, verse 1, and continue. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, Thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them. Okay, now these people know better than to not listen to it. They know better uh, than to ignore what the Lord is saying here because they saw their mothers and dads and all the bad people of Israel fall dead on the desert uh, in the wilderness. And um, so it says cross Jordan. They didn't doubt that because... They heard their fathers and mothers tell them how God opened up the Red Sea. And so, you know, I've actually jumped over Jordan. There's some little parts of the Jordan River that are only about three feet wide. And when I was there, I thought, oh, I can tell people I've jumped over Jordan. But there's wide parts. And where they were going through at that time of the year, it was very wide. And uh, he, God opened the Jordan for them to go into the Holy Land. 
into the land that God gave to not the Palestinians or the Arabs or anybody else, but the Jews. All right? That's who he gave it to. And that's the way it is, folks. It doesn't make any difference whether you like it or not. You better like it or God's going to curse you. I'll bless them that bless the Jew and I'll curse them that curse the Jew. That's the way it is. God is God and you're a little hunk of clay. Okay, then what? Arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which... How are we going to get across the river Jordan? He says, go across this Jordan. Well, Joshua didn't say, how are we going to do that? Because he knows that God has the power to open it up like he did the Red Sea. He was there. Amen? Amen. Okay, and it wasn't John Derrick. All right, then what? Unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Yeah, not to the Palestinians, not to the Arabs, not to any other person, but the Jews, the Hebrews. Amen? Amen. Then what? Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. This is the promise now. And we were talking about promises. Now let's talk about it. Now here's God promising something. You, God is not a, a bow jabber. If he promises you something, it's for sure. You're going to receive it. So long as you do what he says. Okay, now go ahead. What is he saying? Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan... Thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them. Mm. Promises I'm giving this land to them. Did he say the Palestinians? Or if the Jews leave and come back again, that it's not their land anymore? No. He gave it to the Jews. And once God gives you something, he doesn't repent. Uh, he doesn't let somebody else come in and say, it's ours. Because it isn't. God promised it to the Jews. And that's the way it is. And it's theirs. Okay? And so you try to take it away from them. And what you're doing is just cutting off your own nose to spite your face. You're slicing your own throat. Okay, then what? The land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Even For to the children of Israel. Now, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And there's the 12 tribes of Israel. And they are Israel. They're not semi-Semitics like the Arabs. But they are Semitics, true Jews. Okay, then what? Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. The Lord has already given it unto them. So why would you be afraid to go in when God says, I gave it to you? And all you got to do is what I say, and then you'll be able to keep it. He gives you salvation, and if you can go in and you do the things with zeal and boldness and the fear of the Lord that the Lord has given you, well, then you'll be able to keep your salvation. But the Lord says, if you don't, he says, I'll blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life, and you'll be lost forevermore. He's not going to blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life and then put it back in again and then blot it out and then take, put it back in again. That isn't the way the Bible says. You have to uh, get your name in there and keep it there by performing, doing the things that the Lord says to do. And there's a bunch of liars, uh, people disguised as uh, angels of light that are nothing but devils. And they're telling you that, uh, no, God will never blot your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. 
once you're saved, you're sealed in. doesn't matter how many sins you commit. You can commit sins from now until the time the Lord comes, and you're still saved. They're liars, okay? That is Satan talking right out of their mouth. God never saved people so they could sin some more. He told them that they cannot sin any longer because he that sinneth is of the devil. Amen? Amen. And we know what sin is. The Bible tells us that. Very clear. Okay? Sin is the transgression of the law. Okay? Then what? Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Well, see, but the Jews uh, doubted the Lord, and they don't have even a fraction of that land anymore. They've uh, tried to negotiate with the devil. And don't you know that God uh, and the devil have nothing in common? It's like trying to mix, worse than trying to mix water with oil or oil with water. It won't work. And so there we see them sitting down at the table of negotiations and they say, well, we want all your land. Uh, you Jews, it's not yours to give. You're not to give it away. God gave it to you and you should deem it as very precious and that you're very blessed by him doing that, uh, giving that land to you and not to anyone else. And I don't believe the Lord loves you by you doing that. Now, he loves you, but he says, I love them that love me. I love them that keep my commandments. All right. Okay. Now, what verse are you on? Five. Okay. Cinco. Go ahead. Or chingue in uh, Italian. Go ahead. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. There's no man that can stand before you. And now we've been reading in further uh, chapters that no one has been able to stand before them. No one has been able to, as long as they were keeping the Lord's commandments. But uh, today, they're not keeping the Lord's commandments, and that's why they're getting battered from pillar to post. Now, if they start keeping God's commandments, there's nobody that could stand against you, Israel. And you just need to trust the Lord more. You need to accept his Messiah and then start wailing. Start wailing. Because there be no man that can stand before you. God's promises are true. They're real. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will. I will. I promise you I will be with thee. And if I'm with you, who could be against you? Amen? Amen. I will not fail thee. Now believe me, you stiff-necked people. Believe I am me that I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. But the Lord says, but be strong. If you're not strong, I, I will for if you forsake me, well then you the you're the one that forsook me. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I, the almighty living God, swear 
unto their fathers to give them. But there's a, a contingency here. Verse 7, only be thou strong. Now, that's one of the things. I was nine years younger than Susie, and I looked it, and uh, uh, the Lord, she said to the Lord when he was showing visions of us walking through rose-laden arbors, and she said, no, Lord, I could hear her scream. I didn't know what she was uh, doing. When I came there to go to the dentist with her, she was in her bedroom, and I was sitting with the other people, the, uh, the few converts that uh, she had there. Uh, she didn't convert me. The Lord did in a very supernatural way. But I could hear her, and she says, Lord, he's too young. And the Lord answered her back, but he's strong. He is strong. He's not afraid. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Well, people tell me all the time, you're very courageous. Well, you know why I'm courageous? It's because the Lord said, I'm with you. Okay, so who can't be courageous? I mean, if there's a, a big, a bunch of big bullies there, and all of a sudden I'm coming and behind me, they can see this tremendous God. And all them shrink. They're not shrinking from me. They're shrinking from the almighty God that's standing behind me and is in me. That's who they're shrinking from, and that's why I'm very courageous. He says, only be thou strong and very courageous, because if you're not, then I'm not going to be with you. Okay? If you're a Casper Milk Toast, if you're a wimp, I'm not going to be with you. He says, I'll be with you, but only be thou strong. What do you mean strong? Strong in the word. Trust me. Have a lot of to be strong in faith that there's nothing going to harm you. And not just courageous, but very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Whoa, wait a minute, i got to keep all the commandments? That's what I said, the Lord said, because that's if you want me to be with you. That is, if you want me to give you the promised land, all of it, because I've given it to you, but now you got to do something. you got to go in there and whack Jericho, Ai, and all these five kings, and all the other kings that are coming in the future. No matter who comes against you, you've got to trust that I'm going to destroy them for you. So, um, so, uh, so you have to be uh, do everything according to all the law, A L L, one hundred percent. Now, there's no such thing as one hundred and ten percent. It's just just do the hundred percent. Okay. Now, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand. Don't try to change the law or make it look like just because you're sitting in my church that you don't have to keep the rules and regulations that you can lie. No, you cannot because God, if he tells me to put you out uh, by the seat of your pants, you're going out of here because I'm not going to defy God and say, oh, Lord, let them stay. There must be a reason for uh, me putting people out of this church. 
uh, it's because uh, if the Lord tells me to do it, that's when I do it. Uh, I obey the Lord. I'm strong that way. Uh, so turn not from it, the law, to the right hand or to the left, that thou may, and if you do it, then you won't prosper, but he says that thou may prosper. Uh, whithersoever thou goest, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day, not only a few minutes of the day, and then everything else is bojive, but all day and night. Day and night. Okay. And why? Well, because that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, and only then, thou shalt make thy way to prosper. Make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what? Good success. But only if you do those things. Can't you read the word of God and receive it? You're not talking to Lifetime, Look, and Newsweek, and all these phony papers. But this is God. You want to be prosperous and have good success? Then do all these things. And then the Lord puts an emphasis on it here in verse 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid because the fearful and unbelieving are going to go into the lake of fire. And neither be thou dismayed. How could you be dismayed and afraid when the Lord is with you? For the Lord thy God is with thee. With uh, uh, whithersoever thou goest, God emphasizes by saying it again. Wherever you go, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, "Pass through the host, and Sharon take over and." What? Command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three... In other words, food. Then what? For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan, to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Okay, now because of the fact that they're not on the wilderness anymore, they're in the land of milk and honey, from that day that they first went in there, there was no more manna that came on the earth, because there was vineyards and there was fruit trees and there was lettuce and tomatoes and onions and leeks and all radishes and all the the good things and there was wildlife and they could eat because they uh they had to put up with all these things because of disbelief but now when they go in and they have the belief and they're not afraid any longer because Lord god is with them then they don't have to eat that manna that same baked manna, fried manna, this uh, meat like a loaf of manna, all kinds of stuff like this, all the preparations of manna. And verse 12, and to the Reubenites, keep going, Sharon, 
and to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh, spake Joshua, saying, verse 13, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest, and hath given you this land. Has given you rest? In other words, Sabbath. By giving you this land, no longer do you have to, so long as you're not doing your own will, that's not rest. But when you start doing the will of the Lord, then you're in Sabbath. And that's why there is no one-day Sabbath any longer. Those that are saved, they rest from their works, the evil works that they did before, and they now rest in the Lord. And they partake in the, um, in the all the good things of the Lord. Because uh, we uh, have a commonwealth. They, like we are communal, like the people of Israel, they were like a community, all their own, and they had all their own land, and they were like a communal living, not living in dorms or anything like that, but they had houses. They took over the houses of the Gentiles, these wicked people that the Lord wanted them to destroy. So that's like when the Lord starts pouring out so many plagues on this earth, there's going to be so many places for the people of the Lord to live. You can just pick your own house because the evil people won't be there any longer. If he destroys uh, by some disease in Los Angeles or Beverly Hills or Pacific Palisades or Homeby Hills or Truesdale Estates or the beach, Santa Monica, Malibu, Zuma Beach, all these different areas, San Diego, Carlsbad, San Diego, everywhere, all the places. You can just walk in the home of your choice and it's yours. Because God is, that's what's happened here. God gave it to them. They didn't even have to build. The houses were built. They didn't have to plant vineyards because they were already planted. They didn't have to plant trees because they were already there and they were just laden with fruit. They had fields were full of vegetables, everything. It was like God gave them everything because they were now being obedient to him. But when they weren't, they had to rough it and tough it out on the in the wilderness. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord, your God, has given you rest. Sabbath from your old wicked ways and hath given you this land with houses that you builded not, with uh, gardens that you planted not, with orchards that you planted not, all the different things that the Lord gave him. It was this, it took it over. Your wives, your little ones, verse 14, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side Jordan. But ye shall uh, pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor. Okay, now what verse are we on uh, after this? And help them. 
So they, well, some of the people, because of the fact they had so many cattle, wanted to stay on the other side of Jordan. But the Lord stated, yes, they could do that, but they still have to go over Jordan with all the rest of them to help as the body of uh, the Hebrew, the chosen people of God, to help them fight all the evil people there. And then once all the land is occupied to a certain extent and there's no more war, they can go back to their wives and their children and their cattle and the, the land that the, they had over there. A lot of good grazing land. And they could go back and then live there unless there be another war. And then they have to go across Jordan again and uh, be with their brethren, the body, the similitude of the body of Christ. And that's the way the people of the Lord are to be, is to be functioning, working members of the body of Christ, to help one another, not to be jealous of one another, to help one another, not to lie to one another, to help one another, not to steal from one another, to uh, obey the rules, not to lie and do things that are not right. Yeah, people in the church, they know that all the different purchases has to be approved. And yet some of them are still uh, giving money out to people in the church and they go buy things without authorization. This is a big no-no. This is a good, uh, the one of the best ways to get thrown out of the church. There's rules here and regulations, just as the Lord said here, the first chapter of uh, Joshua. Okay, continue on, Sharon. What verse are you in now? 15. Unt Go ahead. Until the Lord have given your brethren rest, as he hath given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them, then ye shall return unto the land of your possession. See, that's and what I was just telling you. Once all the rest of the land is conquered, then they can go back to the land that had been given to them as a possession. They can possess it. They own it. And what? And enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side Jordan toward the sun rising. But it really wasn't Moses that gave it to him. But Moses, uh, they didn't want to talk to God because it frightened them so much. Because there was smoke and trumpets blasting and they could hear the audible voice of God uh, uttering the Ten Commandments. Trumpets, fire, billows of smoke, earthquake shaking the place. So the Lord says that Moses gave you, and he's got Joshua saying it. Because they're scared to death of the Lord to hear from him. I love to hear from the Lord. I'm glad that I do. I hear from him every day. Okay, that's just a common thing today for me. It's not uh, anything that is really common, but it's... Uh, the usual thing, I'll put it that way. Then what? Verse 16. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do. Okay, this is zeal. Everything that you command us to do, this is, they're following the one that the Lord appointed over them. And there are people in this church that don't follow everything that I say. And therefore, I keep putting them out. And the more I put them out, uh, some people say, Oh, we won't be able to do without them. But the Lord sends in more finances and everything when I get rid of the riffraff. Then what else? And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Well, it says, so all that thou commandest us, 
we will do. And whithersoever thou uh, sendest us, we will go. Okay, and then what? Verse 17. According as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Okay. Verse 18. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Okay. This is zeal. This is true zeal. Now, we don't put them to death, but if it's a good congregation, they're going to look at the things that are being done in the church, and if they don't, if they're not repugnant to, if anything that's repugnant and they don't report it, then they're as evil as the people that are doing the repugnant thing. He's saying, whosoever the person be that does rebel against your commandments, Joshua, and will not hearken to thy words in all that thou commandest, and everything you command us, or command him, he shall be put to death. But the only thing we're asking you, Joshua, is to be strong and of a good courage. Isn't that what it says? Amen. Okay, so yeah, what does that mean? Be strong and of a good courage. Let us kill anybody that rebels against you. Then we'll say that you're strong. Now, the most people today say that would be evil. That is a cult. But no, following the Lord is the only thing that is not a cult in this whole entire world. Now, I'm not saying to put people to death, God forbid, because God will do that. And he's doing it. People are dying like flies. And they don't even want me to know because they don't want me to give the testimony of it on the air. They just don't want to, to know, me to know. But the Lord always lets me know. And so, so, um, uh, read, now we're into chapter 2. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Now go spy the land out and go to Jericho. This is like where all those people, evil people, are staying there. And this is the first place I want you to destroy. And this is the first place I want you to go into and possess. Then what? And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And verse 2, And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. Verse 3, And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. Verse 4, And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. Verse 5. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. Verse 6. But so you see how God uh, helps all the people that do his will, because everything is included in the spirit of God. Uh, he is, uh, everything is included. So you could actually call him 
uh, an all-inclusive God. Everything is included in him. Uh, power, strength, virilities, uh, healing, um, everything. All things are included. Everything is included if you're in the spirit. Uh, healing, deliverance from evil, deliverance from temptation, deliverance from all your enemies, and victory over them all. So the Lord is ready to dispense all these uh, things unto you into us, anyone that accepts the Lord's will and becomes very strong and courageous against the Antichrist. But you really have to know it. Uh, you have to be in the spirit because you may say, I accept that God will be with me, but I, I really have to learn what to do, what's right and wrong. Because the Lord wants to dispense his life. Uh, and uh, he wants to give us his full life supply. Everything in life that is good. Defense. Victory. The um, four aspects of the divine spirit that I've shown you here are for one purpose, that is to dispense God, the entire God, the entire spirit. Now, the Lord is like, um, all the things of the Lord is like a huge stack, a sandwich, and everything is included in the sandwich, like uh, McDonald's, and Wendy's are not the only ones that know how to do that. Well, you get pickles, relish, mustard, onion, mayonnaise, all these different things. Well, the Lord has everything in him. And we as ministers are to dispense God the entire sandwich, if you will, so that you can understand it into us with the bread, the mayo, the lettuce, the tomatoes, and whatever else you um, put in the sandwich, or whatever it is that you want, all the different gifts that God has to give us. You have to do it because it is as uh, your life, our spiritual life, and as our life supply. God himself is spirit. Essentially, the last person of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. To make you know that God is one, Christ also is the Holy Spirit. Everything in Christ is included. Everything that God promises you, promises you and myself is included in the Lord. But you can't lie. You can't lie. You can't commit adultery, fornication. You can't take somebody else's wife. You can't uh, covet. You can't take somebody else's house unless God uh, annihilates everybody in town and says, go get it, it's yours. You can't open a school unless the Lord says, open the school. And I did. Everything that we need is included in Christ.
And the words that he speaks are the Holy Spirit in our life for the one purpose of giving us life, giving us the whole sandwich. Everything is included and feeding us with God himself. These four aspects are life, four steps in the sandwich that God uh, takes to dispense himself into us as our eternal life. Our life, his life in us. Okay, Sharon, uh, now let's go back to the chapter that we were reading from, which is what, chapter 10? Yes. Okay, in verse what? 36. 10, verse 36. Okay, begin reading, please. And Joshua went up from Eglon, and all Israel with him unto Hebron. So, they, so, so they're, they're very courageous. They're doing what Joshua, by the Lord, told them to do. And are they having good success? Yes. Have they lost one battle yet, with no. the exception of over there at Ai, because there was sin in the camp? No. None. Right, none whatsoever. God gave them everything. Everything is included. The spirit of the everything. This is the everything God. The life includes God as spirit, includes the third person, the Holy Spirit of God's Trinity, and includes the all-encompassing, uh, redeeming Christ. Uh, with him in us, in other words, with his incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection, all the different ingredients of the sandwich and ascension and includes the living word of God. All that God is to us is the every all-encompassing Holy Spirit which is the spirit of life, eternal life. The Holy Spirit gives us life as a help in realizing the all-encompassing of the Holy Spirit of life. I encourage you to read the Bible because in the Bible is all the all-encompassing Spirit of Christ, the Word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. So read them, study them, get them in you. So you know now the four aspects of the divine Holy Spirit. The all-encompassing Holy Spirit of life for the dispensing of God himself as life into our beings, into our very spirits. Now you'll want to see more aspects of the Holy Spirit of life for you. It's the beginning spirit. John 3, 5, and 6. Somebody read it. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Right, right now most of you people out there are of the flesh, and therefore you don't know uh, how to go in or to come out. John 3, 5, and 6 tells us that the Spirit of life is the beginning Spirit. 
the Spirit that gives you the Holy Spirit. To be born again is to be born of the Holy Spirit of life. And I see my time is up at the moment. And uh, right now is the time that uh, I pray people through. I don't generally do it. I always do it. And because I always want to be strong, like Joshua and Moses and all the others that are strong in the Lord, I want to be continuously strong until the time that the Lord takes me into heaven. Uh, don't you? If you do, well then say this prayer so that the Spirit of God, the seven spirits of God, will not all enter you at the same time. The Spirit of God, then you have to cultivate all the other spirits by reading the Word of God and praying and observing and doing the things that he says to do. So right now, let's get right with the, let's get the Lord in you first. That's the first step. So say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious, sinless blood to take away all the filthy former sins that I've committed away from me. And I believe, Father, that you raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are spirit. Uh, Lord, I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, into my spirit. With you, Jesus, your Holy Spirit, Lord God Almighty, Father God, come into me and make me one with you. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says all that call upon you shall be saved. But that's something they're going to always, they have to continue on in you. And this is the last days, and they really need to do that. Father, I'm going to do it. Say it. I will do it because I know the power is there, and you've showed me how to receive the power. Lord, I know you heard me. I know you've answered me, and I know I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And here's Sharon to tell you how to receive a copy of this program, number 600-600. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alana. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of life. We're to dispense life into you because life is, has been dispensed into me, and I want the Lord to dispense it into you. Okay, well, uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for this another big message. Now, uh, here I am to sing a Joe Leahy arrangement of Exodus. The words were written by Pat Boone. Do you believe that? Go ahead.
up this land with me and walk the lovely land with me. Though I am just a man, when you are by my side, with the help of God, I know I can be strong. So This land our home If I